Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. Star Wars 7x7 episode 718. The Galactic Empire turns out to be a sore loser. And one of the ways that they demonstrate what sore losers they are is by destroying a bunch of records, which... Kind of shoots them in the foot, actually, but we will talk about all of that in today's episode. Punch it, Chewy. No traps, no moisture, no committees. Just rebel-rousing fun for everyday generals. It's the Star Wars 7x7 Podcast with your host, Alan Boybar. Destiny Unleashed. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and just like those old spy movies that you've seen where they know that the the bad guys or the good guys are coming, depends on which side you're on and which side you're seeing inside the safe house with the shredders and all of that stuff, but there's always that scene where documents start getting shredded desperately in an attempt to make sure that they don't fall into the wrong hands. And it seems as though that is what the Galactic Empire did after the Battle of Endor. Now, you'd think some of them would have been smart enough to keep some of the records for themselves, but no, they basically decided that they just wanted to trash as much of the infrastructure that they had built up over the past 20-odd years of ruling as a galactic empire, so that way the rebellion, now the New Republic, would not have as much to be able to build upon structurally from what the, you know, the logistics and the knowledge and the information that the empire had built up over the previous two decades could have been, it could have been useful for the Republic to have some of that information, but, you know, they decided, nope, we're not letting you have it. And maybe it would have been helpful for the Republic to have that information because it could have been instructive about the Empire's tactics and methods and what they might have been planning on doing when the Republic won out, you know, those sorts of plans about regrouping in the unknown regions, for example, and trying to build back up their forces and that sort of thing. Maybe they needed to make sure that kind of information, those backup plans, didn't fall into New Republicans either. Suffice it to say, it does not appear that the Galactic Empire retained any of the records, because if they had, then the nascent First Order would have been able to find Luke a lot sooner, and you know, would have actually found him in the first place, really. And they also don't seem to have any knowledge of Jedi temples either. It looks like the Empire trashed that knowledge too, and it did not get passed down to the First Order. And this also shows Supreme Leader Snoke in a different light, a less flattering light, in fact, because 
If he's supposed to be all that in a bag of chips, then how come he did not know about the whereabouts of Luke Skywalker or be able to make an educated guess? I mean, it seems he has no knowledge of even Jedi temples and where they might be. So that in itself is remarkable. So there you have it. Supreme Leader Snoke has at least one identified weakness so far. We'll see what can be made of that. But the Star Wars Visual Dictionary notes that for... The Republic, the idea of galactic reconstruction was not going to come so easy, and so they had to rely on first-hand accounts from well-traveled locals to fill in the gaps, and that's where the likes of Lorsan Tekka come in. Now, Tekka, though not a Force user, does belong to the Church of the Force, which is one of many religious groups that had gone underground when Palpatine came to power because he was smashing them left, right, and center. I still think it is probably one of the grandest of ironies that Sidious slash Palpatine, once achieving his most grandiose power, still decided to hide away the fact that he was secretly a Sith Lord, even to the degree that we saw in the novel Lords of the Sith, where he sent Darth Vader in to slaughter an entire section of Ryloth's populace just to preserve the secret of Palpatine actually being a Force user. So at least Lorsantega had the wherewithal and the ability to hand over the data storage unit with the rest of the map to Luke Skywalker, but as far as getting the rest of it goes, well, this is, of course, where R2-D2 comes in and where the stories that we've heard were not quite satisfying in terms of how he suddenly decides to awaken at that point. There was a Q&A session after a screening of the movie way back in December, and one of the questions that came up was, why then, why now for R2-D2 waking up? And they did admit that there was some storytelling motivation for it. Um, J.J. Abrams says, well, it may seem, you know, completely lucky in an easy way out. Yes, exactly. It does. That's my emphasis. At that point in the movie, when you've lost a person desperately and somebody you hopefully care about is unconscious, you want someone to return. So they felt like they had to pay us off for the Han Solo death with by with giving us R2-D2 back. However, the other part of it that Abrams says is BB-8 comes up and says something to R2-D2, which is basically, I've got this piece of a map. Do you happen to have a rest? The idea was R2-D2, who has been all over the galaxy, is still in his coma, but he hears this, and it triggers something that would ultimately wake him up. So yeah, that doesn't really work for me at all, because how is he going to hear it? I mean, I think back to the original movie, Star Wars, a.k.a. A New Hope, where 3PO and R2-D2 were in the sand crawler, and 3PO has to clock him to get him to wake up and actually pay attention to what's going on around him. And J.J.'s explanation doesn't seem to line up with that kind of situation. I mean, I don't think R2-D2 is processing any information other than being awake or asleep at that point, and it seems like that's exactly the situation we have here with him in The Force Awakens. But I like the way that the Star Wars Visual Dictionary does this with him much better. I think Pablo Hidalgo is hitting the nail on the head with what's described as standby mode, and he goes on to describe it thusly as R2-D2 recuperates in his self-imposed low-power mode. The diagnostic systems are attempting to organize the vast trove of information in his databanks from over seven decades of uninterrupted operation. Holy cow, nearly seven decades of operation? And it does note that his memory has never been wiped going all the way back to the Clone Wars. I'm trying to do the math on 70 years, so that puts it at 40 years from the Battle of Endor, which would put it at... Oh, what, 36 from the Battle of Yavin, which would put it at another 19, so put it at um, 17 years before Revenge of the Sith, 
which, you know, then we have to go seven years before <laughs> Attack of the Clones. And then we're firmly back into the territory of R2 being in continuous operation since he was working for the Royal House of Naboo. So what a relief it is that the Empire just decided to trash and burn everything rather than hang on to a copy of it and ultimately turn it over to the First Order. And thank goodness for R2-D2 and not getting his memory wiped, even though he's been kidnapped before, and you would think that that would cause people to decide, well, maybe we better wipe his memory in case he gets kidnapped again. But nope, did not happen. And there you have it. R2-D2 in standby slash low power mode, defragging seven decades worth of data. And, you know, it's still kind of deus ex machina that he woke up when he did, but hey, I'll take it. Hey Rebel Rouser, you know how I just got done talking about the beauty of the stuff that the visual effects folks in The Force Awakens do? Well, there's another beautiful thing that I gotta mention here as well, and that is the 3D holograms that Zebra Imaging has made, teaming up with Lucasfilm to create the world's first and only Star Wars 3D hologram collectibles. Check them out at sw7x7.com slash hologram to see Kylo Ren, the Death Star Trench Run, R2-D2 projecting Princess Leia, and let's not forget... Han Solo and Carbonite. That's the one that my mom wouldn't be able to stand. Oh, that scene made her so sad. <laughs> anyway, one more time. It's sw7x7.com slash hologram to see them for yourself. All right, all right. I've got the trivia question for you already. Get ready! Okay, for what? Last time we asked you how many Rathtars wreaked havoc on Han and Chewie's freighter, and that's three. Today's question, on what level of Maz Kanata's castle does Rey find the lightsaber? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before your head gets stuck on a battle droid body, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if the show's been worth your time, please support us at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a series of bad puns, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.